This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate Prostaskius, Leroy, Tiana, Jeremy, Jacob, Cheryl, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Buyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Keith, Logan, Punching Potato, Jen Solo, Rajar, and Eric. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another broken episode <laughs> of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. <laughs> you know, I, I actually went with broken just because today I was playing with my phone and <laughs> you broke I'm, it. And I'm I'm a fidgeter. Oh and, no. And I've got well, it's nothing super crazy, but I've got, you know, a pop socket on the back of my phone and I was playing with it and I and I broke the little part that you oh, stick no. onto the back of the phone. So like the so the pop socket thing itself like won't stay on all the way no. and it kept falling off on me and I was just like, oh man. <laughs> okay, so it's not a horrible disaster. No, no, I just busted my freaking pop socket now. <laughs> 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 you just straight up did like a Scooby-Doo laugh. Like, <laughs> by the way, did you did you watch any of Velma? I I watched a pretty good amount of Velma. Uh-huh. I I think I've watched like six or seven episodes. Really, you got that far, huh? Yeah, I just tried to stick with it. You yeah. know, and uh, I just I I once I started watching, I was like, okay, this is this is. A dumb watch. (laughs) (laughs) And when I kept it in that space in my head, I was like, all right. But like immediately upon going in, like you get into the first episode. And by the end of that first episode, you you know what you're in for. Mm. You know what 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 their what their shtick is going to be. So are you familiar with it? general reception i i have heard that people have been shall we say none too pleased yeah they've been none too pleased it's probably like people are saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen wow (laughs) like like and not like you know not hyperbole like literally they hate it so much and like they don't they don't know who it's for and it seems it it seems really I mean, kind of very pretentious while also being very stupid and so yeah. um i i've only seen the clips i've seen some pe- some videos of people talking about it cuz i was thinking about watching it right i was like okay you know mindy calling you know she's okay um i Kaling. Could, yeah whatever just you know hey i just want to make sure just in case she's listening to the show i <laughs> want her to be like the hell with these guys and if you are listening to the show i think velma was great and it got a bad rap <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but no, but no i didn't see it um because i was like oh yeah you know i i enjoyed harley quinn maybe maybe hbo's got this uh, animation for grown-ups figured out um uh but i don't think I don't know. anything is gonna live up to bojack horseman like i think that i think we just achieved it with that show that's your show 
I think I think that Bojack Horseman is like the pinnacle of like adult cartoon shows. Huh? Yeah. I Man. think it's I think it's the final boss. I still have not had the courage to watch that show. Like like you you made it pretty clear to me that like <laughs> like you know what shows good Bojack Horseman. You yeah. know what shows not for you? Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right. Yeah, um, that's probably still accurate. You know, it's just <laughs> it's one of those things like, I don't know, maybe don't take my word for it. I don't know everything, but, you know, it's it, if you do want to laugh and have some silly humor while also dealing with like some heavy issues and we're laughing so we don't cry type stuff, mm. you know, like if you ever do want to go there. If you if you want something to kind of challenge you a little bit while also being stupid, hmm. I, th- I think it's a good choice. Um, and I think it's certainly I, the best thing that Will Arnett's probably ever done. Mm. Um, you know, it, yes, and I do include Arrested Development. Sorry. Uh, Arrested Development is freaking great. <laughs> Season four and five didn't need to be a thing. But no. They did not. The OG Arrested Development seasons are freaking great. Well, you know like, what? No matter what man. happens, at least they'll always have the banana stand. <laughs> There's money in the banana stand. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> no touching. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like they're only like solvent like business <laughs> ventures. <laughs> Oh, and then Job opens up the competing banana stand directly across <laughs> the, the sidewalk. It's right there. Last time you came and visited me, did I point out that the, the two boba places that are like literally across the street from each other in the same mall? Oh, my God. Like, it's an outdoor mall, right? Remember that we walked around? Yeah. I took you to that fa- that fancy place. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like near the movie theater. And yeah, there's like there's two boba shops. They are directly, you know, across the way. And so every time oh I, my God. I take my daughter over there, she's like, hey, dad, it's the boba wars. <laughs> they they really do need to like I would pay to watch YouTube clips of people coming outside and like trying to like like spitball shoot boba falls <laughs> at each other across the street. They're just like lobbing them. Just you see them splattering all over the windows. They're all like oh, man. helmets with like leaves attached to them. They've, they, yeah, like, like they're, they're they're taking it way too serious. They're little right? suburban ghillie suits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fr- you get you get the 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 bushman from from San Francisco who hides behind the trash cans and jumps out of people. You get that guy. That guy is an expert in urban camouflage. <laughs> I knew about that guy and he still got me. I was like, this is like where he hangs out. This is where he hangs out, but I'm watching for him. He's not going to get me. And like two seconds after that thought went through my head, he leaps out from behind a trash can where I thought there was a bush right there. And he got me hundred percent flat footed. <laughs> I, I, I gave him a dollar for that. I was like, man, I was even looking for you and you got me. Like, <laughs> you have made this an art and you deserve to be paid for your work. I'm a college student, so I can't pay you like anything, but I'll do my best. This dollar, this, this means dollar. a lot more than you realize. <laughs> yes. Yes. In fact, I probably need it more than you do. 
because you seem and, to be and doing if you all right. Catch it flat-footed, you know you can't use your uh, dexterity if you're armor class. I know, I know. Yeah. That that's why I was so afraid. Yeah, absolutely. You know, third edition, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Classic. You got. Hey, you remember a game called Dungeons and Dragons? You remember that? <laughs> I don't know. I vaguely. I think it's a thing that people did. Yeah, they did it until it time. Like, committed business suicide for some reason. Tried to just like throw itself off a off a high thing. Uh, that was off it, its ivory tower. Its ivory ah. tower. You know, I'm I'm like watching my my students play D and D today during our club, and like I have definitely have to put D and D in quotes. It's uh-huh. like. Like they clearly have barely a rudimentary understanding of like <laughs> what the mechanics of this game actually are. <laughs> Is this like are they are they new to it? Like some of them I have taught before, like formally in class, but it's been a while. Okay, and, and a lot of others are like, oh, I saw this, I thought it was cool, or my friends into it. So I'm going to try it out and like and a lot of those guys, because they're like casual, they're not up on the OGL stuff, right? They don't care about that. They didn't hear anything about that, you know, so right. they're still just like, hey, stranger things. Right. Yeah. And so they show up and then they're like, read the book. And they're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you, nobody told me there was reading. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will roll this math rock. And that is all. And you will tell me and what you the will math tell rock me what means. happens. I yeah. I will go as far as explaining the physical characteristics of my character. I will roll this d twenty, and that is the end of my contribution. All right, uh, guys, like check this out. <laughs> right, I got a guy, and he's about so tall, and he's about so big. He's got a face, some and hands, and hair in places, but not in other places. He talks sometimes. <laughs> But not other times. He likes some stuff. He doesn't like a lot of stuff. Let's go on an adventure. <laughs> oh my God, it's Ethan Hawk. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Mr. Hawk, if you're listening to the show, we uh we'd like to apologize. We don't mean to bag on your cardboard performances. <laughs> and <laughs> no. Training day. He, he's, was gotten a a lot he's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot better. I'll tell you what. Nobody in Gattaca was good. Not even Uma Thurman. That was, I think that must have been like her first acting gig. That movie was terrible. <laughs> I I didn't see it. So <laughs> apparently I've been spared. I'll tell you what, though. When I was a kid, my favorite movie for the longest time was White Fang. Did you ever watch that? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Man, that was a good movie. Yeah. Guy befriends Little Wolf Puppy raises it to be big wolf puppy and they have frontier adventures it's great yay what kid hasn't gone hasn't seen a wolf and gone my life's mission is to get me one of those i mean that's literally what happens in every DD game i'm like you see a monster they're like i ride it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so i mean, that's definitely a thing to like keep in mind like people love pets we we did a whole episode about that where we were talking about pets and stuff but it's like we sure did there is something about the animal sidekick that's like deep within our psyche i would say you know it's it's in all the disney princess movies but it's also in all the like boy adventure movies right oh i mean like that is literally the entire 
thing that the whole Pokemon empire is built upon. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, that's what that game is. Yeah, yeah, and the show, you know, it's like, you know, the the old boy and his dog is, yep. you know, alive and well. Um, but you need but for some reason you need to have like like over a hundred dogs apparently like yeah that's that's the other thing you know with pokemon it's kind of weird like you got ash and you got pikachu but then he gets (laughs) then he gets charmander and he gets squirtle and you know he just starts yeah (laughs) like you just start tacking on more and more and more and more and I start to wonder about Pikachu's mentality. Like he keeps seeing all these other losers getting brought on being like, look, man, you got like one episode and you're out of here. <laughs> I am the OG. You remember. I don't sit in the Pokeball in here. All right. I walk with Ash. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And he's not he, on a leash. He, he's Sam Jackson from uh, Django Unchained. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't seem okay at all. <laughs> but it's I think it's accurate enough for this joke. I, I have been here since day one, and I will be here until the day this sucker burns down around me. <laughs> and my gosh darn it, he was. <laughs> Say what you will about Pikachu, but he's got that <laughs> stick to Say what you want about Pikachu. That's right. That's right. That's you great. Have, you have our Pikachu approval. did nothing wrong. <laughs> Pikachu did nothing wrong. I know he said that thing that one time, but it was a long time ago. Look, he was drunk. He was, he was being harassed by the police. You know, Whoa. his parents came from a different time. <laughs> Man. He just, he had, it's, he's oh, wait, like, that, any, that was Mel Gibson. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's a, that's a, that's a celebrity thing that, well, that, that is happens. a celebrity thing that happens often, which is very sad. Um, hey, people be crazy, you know? And on top of that, you think about these people who basically have everything. Like it's insane to think about the idea of being a person who is so famous and so rich and socially so powerful that you literally can pretty much ask for anything mm-hmm. and people, everyone around you will just and say, yeah, yes. you can still go full Kevin Spacey at some point. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I just I mean, imagine Pikachu just telling the other Pokemon, like, look, go out there, head down to this intersection. There's a dude down there. You need to talk to him. He's going to have some stuff for me. Okay. And I need you to just bring it back. And don't you ask any questions or so help me Pokemon God. <laughs> so what's happening, man? Um, uh, uh, I was just trying to get through it, man. Like, I am struggling a little bit, not going to lie. I oh. have been, you know, I know you've been struggling with some, some of your um, uh, uh, obligations, let's say. It's a lot going on. And yeah, there's a lot going on and I'm coming to the end of a quarter. So there's a lot going on mm. for me. Um, and, you know, I, th- I feel like we, the, 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 
spirit of the room uh, in the classroom is is one of of malaise. Mm. Um, everyone is quite withdrawn and awaiting the end, as if we were to understand that a um, meteor was to destroy the Earth. But instead of going into a party stupor, everyone just sort of gave up and drifted through towns instead of looting in a scenario that is ironically much more upsetting is is that is that what you would do if if you found out that a meteor was was coming tomorrow like andrew would, you know very well what i would do if i knew a you, you play elden ring and just bemoan the fact that you'd never get your hands on that freaking expansion oh yeah well it I was mean, so close i could taste it <laughs> I'm the only one that survives it. I'm like, no, no. They destroyed FromSoft. <laughs> he just goes over there to FromSoft's office. He learns how to program just to finish off the project and get it. <laughs> Man, that's dedication. Yeah. So what'll I, what'll I do if I uh, make a billion dollars I'm gonna play Elden ring what am I gonna do if the uh, meteor hits I'm gonna play Elden ring um because it's just the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> oh my god well that's it for me ladies and gentlemen I'm out of here I have been Andrew and now I'm gone but not Bye-bye. Prince Andrew to be clear <laughs> to be clear to be very clear. <laughs> Oh uh, my goodness! So I, uh, I have been thinking a bit about that. I, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I try to sneak in an hour almost every night if I can. Uh, but I, I did spend some time doing the prep work for my games, uh, so that was Ooh. good. You know, I, I always, it, you know, it's kind of like exercise, where it's like if you force yourself to go do it, you don't regret it. You know, that's true. Like you feel that's better true. about it. You know, when you're done. And you're like, oh, my my mind's a little bit more clear. I'm not as stressed out. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoots. Usually you feel pretty good while you're doing it. It's just right. starting. Yeah. That's like, oh, right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to like force yourself to sit down and open up Roll20 or Incarnate or Royal Anvil, you know, whatever it is that you're using, you know, even just your dang notebook, you know, and just like open it up and start doing anything yeah. and. And then because once you get that like creative energy going, it finally just, you know, usually you end up losing track of time, which is great. Hey, chat GPT, play my session for me. <laughs> see, see, for me, that's like a lot tougher. Like I could it would it would kill it for me to just say, hey, plan the whole session. It, it, it's better for me to design my own session, ask it some specific questions or have it go ahead and uh design the session and then like kind of compare right Mm. but like otherwise it's the same problem i have with the modules it's like okay instead of prep timing by being creative and making things now i have to prep time by reading this and interpreting its intent i've actually found myself going like i and and i i might be a total idiot but (laughs) i i like I talk to chat GPT like a person. So I will wind up getting like brainstorming sessions going with this thing nice. where, it, where it actually will be kind of this back and forth 
where it's like, oh, cool. I've got this idea. What do you think about that? That idea is great. (laughs) It'll just straight up say that. I'm like, ah, I feel good now. So when the machines finally do the the violent takeover, it'll be uh, one of the bots will just show up next to you, Andrew, and go, it's like, I remember you. You were one of the cool ones. (laughs) You were one of the cool ones. I want to be one of the cool ones. Me too, because I, for one, look forward to the, my Android overlords. That's right. That's right. For any Android overlords that are listening. Because honestly, what's better? Humans? Come on. We don't even like our leaders. <laughs> yeah. You know, have you ever been in charge of your own life? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I, this, I am very bad at managing <laughs> the thing I call my schedule. Nice air quotes, big fat air quotes. You know, I even got me one of those wives. You know, I got a wife, and uh, you know, it turns out she's a human being too. Gosh darn it, and uh, has trouble managing her own life. Man, my wife is so much better at being organized than me. So <laughs> much likes she granted. Yeah, I've seen her desk, man. Like she's Dude, got she got plans for fun. Like, like working in her planner is her hobby. She have like color codes and all that stuff. Dude, she, she decorates them. She fills them with pictures. I mean, granted, she kind of turns them more into photo albums than Mm -hmm. planners, planners, but she's, she's She's organized. Yeah. She's a scrapbooker for sure. I mean, that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, other than looking forward to the DLC, which, by the way, I very much am. Uh, of course. You know, I've been watching videos where they, they, you know, for an hour, they analyze the one still image that was given. Right oh, yeah. You know, it's like, is that Nicola or a young America? Like, who is that? Um, it's probably Nicola. Um, so, by the way, Andrew, let's uh, what is Nicola's? Uh, feminine alter ego known as ah um was there at any point where you knew what the name i'm pretty sure i knew it's not melania right it it's it's a different person who is referred to often in the lore but again it's all very subtle storytelling right and so i will give you a hint You've probably gotten her arrows before and probably picked a flower with her name on it. Uh, um, <laughs> Am I killing you here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, St. Trina um, is the name. Huh. St. Trina. So uh, I've, I've been uh, binging a lot of like um, like YouTubers, you know, pulling in detail, like at the strings of of Elden Ring lore. Elden and strings, if you will. Elden, the Elden strings. That's right. Boom. There you go. <laughs> that's that's gold, man. That's, that's why he's the writer, ladies and gentlemen. See? You see? He came up with Elden strings. Elden strings. Why did no one else do this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the gifts God gave me. Now, <laughs> if anyone can explain to me uh, why the Prince of Death has fish scales, uh, I would be very interested in understanding that uh so in order to tell me please join our patreon (laughs) and by extension our discord for the sole purpose of telling me the answer to my question hey one reason (laughs) is as good as any 
one reason is as good as any uh words to live by not sure <laughs> what do you mean not sure yeah <laughs> always always <laughs> he said threateningly we you just you get what you can <laughs> one you can reason is as good as any <laughs> yep <laughs> That's a bumper sticker right there, baby. Put that on a t-shirt. See, when Andrew was going growing up and he said, Mom, Dad, why the thing? Why the rule? They said, because I'm Mom and Dad. Well, it's because I said so. Or right. more often, just because. <laughs> because. And my little seven-year-old brain goes, that's an invalid response. But also my seven-year-old brain goes, I I'm not allowed to call their bluff on this. I have no clout with which to press them. So I have to sit here impotently going, going, this is lame. I know it's lame. And now my parents know it's lame and they don't care. They don't care. Not even a little bit. And now that you yourself are an adult and are a parent, now you echo their response with one reason is as good as any reason. Correct. <laughs> that is exactly what I do. So the response to all my questions going forward will be because. <laughs> because. <laughs> because. 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 Man. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Look out. Because. <laughs> this, is so, this is so dumb. Man, I, it doesn't you know, matter. One reason is as good as it. It doesn't matter. This has been another episode of the worst Andrew quotes of all time. <laughs> the worst or the best. <laughs> One quote is as One good as any. As good as any. <laughs> oh man, I. You know, I will Take say that, though, Gandhi. I I think I have actually done a pretty good job as far as my kids go in terms of actually explaining why on things. I don't know that I've. Oh no, actually, you're very, you're very good. Even if they don't ask you, you, you give them the information. Yeah, like man, I remember how infuriating that was. In case you all at home didn't figure that out already by now, I remember, man, that drove me nuts. I was like, I could understand. Don't talk to me like I'm dumb. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're just a kid. You wouldn't understand. Oh, thanks. But now, now I understand the res- why th- that response is given. It's because there is a response, but I literally don't have the energy <laughs> to. That's true. To say the sentence required because you're still not going to get it. And then I'm going to have to explain it again and fill in all the gaps and then add context. And then then my whole evening's just gone. <laughs> And I could be playing Elden Ring. And I so could you be playing my Elden dilemma. Ring. Exactly. The old Elden Ring dilemma. Oh, man. Tale as old as earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> or no. No, it's last year. The game's yeah. a year old, right? I, I don't. Dude, It's. Yeah, I'll tell you how old it is. It's timeless. Timeless. Um, Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> I love how many like build paths there are and 
And that's something I really do enjoy about the more crunchy games, you know, like a lot of these um, rules, lighter games, even including fate, just don't have that like that, that, that itch to scratch. Mm. Right. You know, that single player experience where it's like, okay, I've prepared the build and now I'm excited to see. I know people do make uh, fate builds, right? Oh, yeah. But to me, it's not as exciting. Um, Like trying to figure out ways to like, you know, fiddle with the rules to create interesting combinations. That that for me is just so enjoyable, even though I'm not actually all that good at it. Um, I think it's really cool. It is a dream. Yeah. So like there's always these builds like I want to play a warlock real bad, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just bad. It's it's tough to find um, a long running game. You know, because yeah. because even when you do find one, the problem is it's long running. <laughs> and now you're with your one character. I'm like, gosh, dang it. I keep trying to get this guy killed. and He just won't die. That's why you play one shots. <laughs> do it. Uh, still have to find people for that, too. Um, but um, speaking of people um, <laughs> and, and so we'll keep this a little bit shorter because we've been riffing a while. Um, and honestly, there's not that much here. Uh, I wanted to talk about how difficult it is to get along with people that play this game. <laughs> oh boy. Right. Um, so it, but in a, in a very positive, helpful way. Okay. And I, and I think I'm going to try to explain my theory, at least as to why groups have difficulty. Okay. Mm. And so, you know, uh, full, full warning. I have no degree in anything relevant to any of this. Okay. So don't believe anything I have to say on this subject, but here mm. we go. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's do it. So I've been, I've been working closely with my school's um, social worker to kind of help with the mental health of the kids. I think I've mentioned that before. And um, so, but I, but like I say, I don't know anything. So I get resources from her. So this isn't just me coming up with stuff, right? Sure. Um, So one thing I've been uh, learning about is attachment styles. Oh, that sounds interesting. Do you know anything about that attachment styles? Okay. So there are three classes you can be a part of. (laughs) Are you ready to choose your class, Andrew? Now now I understand why you're, why this is even (laughs) so interesting. You're like classes go on. Okay. Well, I guess there's technically four, but the fourth one's like really hard to do. It's our goal, but it's hard to do. Right. Okay. So attachment styles have to do with how we connect to people who we are close to. Right. Hmm. So when we when I say the word relationship, typically you think of romantic relationship, right? Sure. But, you know, we can certainly expand this idea to to, you know, friendships and uh, even uh, familial relationships and um, so on and so forth. Right. Like there's and I, and I think as we get closer and closer to somebody, the more management we need to know. Right. Hmm. So like your first day in a new D&D group is usually pretty good, right? And like at any kind of role playing group, you have the like honeymoon phase. Oh, right? yeah. Um, I think a lot of people would probably experience this with like roommates, perhaps. Yep. Um, you know, where it's like, oh, this person is just the best. And then like a month later, it's like, I hate the way you chew. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, just, just do the dishes. Just do the dishes. <laughs> please that one's very real um so (laughs) yes uh indeed i (laughs) i did struggle with that 
Um, so I think part of the reason why we, we often, okay, well, let me preface, preface this again with, with something else. I've been watching a lot of crit crab on YouTube. Are you familiar with this? Not a bit. Okay. So it's a YouTube channel where this guy is like a crab, I guess. And he tells stories. Oh. He tells D and D stories. Okay. Okay. And basically what he does is he goes on Reddit, finds postings of like drama from D and D groups. And then like tells a story back and gives his own commentary that kind of mm. goes with it. So a lot of it has to do with like toxic DMS or like somebody brought their girlfriend or boyfriend to the game table and then drama ensued. Sure. Um, somebody tried to use their power from work to influence the table. Uh, you know? Like uh, those real big, like horror stories, you know? Yeah. Um, where this is the the big dramatic reason the group exploded or imploded. Um, and it's like, like I'm looking through this guy's channels. Like there is a lot of stories here. No, and it makes kidding. sense. I've never ever been at a table where there wasn't drama. Um, you know, with the, with like the exception of my very current patron game, but it's like, we still haven't been together that long. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't jinx it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. I think we got some good people, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but and maybe if we're aware of it and we think about these things, maybe we'll do a better job at, at preventing problems, right? There you go. Because if we're all versed in this kind of stuff, at least theoretically, this should go better. Um, yeah. But I do ask myself, why do we have this in groups? And I think part of the reason why we have so much drama within groups is because we do get to know each other. You know, yeah. we, we do spend time together. and um familiarity breeds what contempt contempt and what is contempt See, i know some stuff you do know some stuff and, and, some and stuff. contempt by the way is my favorite terrible word right like contempt just so perfectly encapsulates the worst kind of feelings you can have towards another person hmm. um like once you have contempt for someone it's like there's very little to salvage. Mm. Okay. So anyway, what we ultimately want to have in every relationship, be that at a table or anywhere else is a secure relationship, right? That's what we want. Um, Correct. But I'm going to skip that for now <laughs> because we don't, that's not interesting. Um, also, I think we'll better be able to understand what secure is once we understand what insecure is. Mm. Okay. So insecure, this is where we get our three classes. Okay. Okay. Cause most of us have some degree of insecurity. All right. Do you think that's fair to say? I think that's fair to say again, I don't have a degree, but I think most of us probably have some insecurities. Well, fair I, assumption. I can't speak for anyone else. I mean, I was always under the assumption that I was the only one with insecurities, <laughs> but that's true. You were the only one I was uh, with insecurity. Everyone is secure except for you. I knew it. I knew it this whole time. I knew it this whole time. Okay. So, uh, first of all, we can be anxious. All right. Mm. We can be anxious. So we worry about our partner's availability and commitment often feels incomplete without their partner and may seek excessive reassurance or struggle with jealousy. Mm. Okay. Have you ever felt like this or maybe seen it in a movie or seen it with other people, you know, this sort of overly attachment. So 
What's what's the big famous line from from Jerry Maguire? What show me the money? <laughs> Dang, that is one. Um, like I thought that's what it was. <laughs> help me, good. help you. Dang, that's another good one. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, the other one is you complete me. Oh, right? <laughs> you complete me. Sorry, I screwed that up. <laughs> no, I, I, I screwed it up because you gave two perfectly valid answers. <laughs> so quick tip, everyone in a game. If you pose a riddle to your players and they give an answer that's correct, but it's not the one you thought of. Tell them it's you got the it correct right. answer. Correct. Because we need to move this along. <laughs> yeah. Don't go. Mm. <laughs> close <laughs> they're like Argh! yeah i've had to learn that one like in the moment yep um all right like, the magic door says uh i'll take it <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> it produces two sure, hands sure. and it does this kind of balancing gesture <laughs> you know it I just guess. turns into larry david <laughs> it's fine it's fine you know i'll just oh whatever I'm, yeah I'm gonna, let's, I, I just want to move along i'm gonna open but i'm gonna open kind of slow all right <laughs> just to because it wasn't wasn't that good <laughs> but it was fine that's fine i guess i'll talk to you guys later um another example i could think of is inside out you've seen the cinematic masterpiece inside out i do with the balls yeah uh-huh. with all the balls yeah the we balls. talked about this before touching the balls to make them multiple colors mm. um so uh, in this movie about ball <laughs> touching uh riley the main character uh has an imaginary friend i'm not talking about bing bong though she has um a celebrity crush right and he it's this like this pretty boy and what's his line the, he says one line and only one line oh my god maybe she has to like print a bunch of them or like i mean joy prints a bunch of them and then like turns them into a bridge oh my god i do you remember this i'm drawing and by the way total- if you haven't seen this movie that sentence i just said is gonna sound like utter madness oh no um, no, no, no yeah i do i do remember the bridge I remember it falling yeah. like a tower yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And he says, I, I would die for Riley. Right. Oh, I, I would not have, uh, I would not have remembered that when, when we were growing up, um, there was, there was a, a song that, Look um, your heart, yes, yes. You, yeah. Yep. Brian Adams. Give it all out. This is that song that that douchebag that like found a guitar. He would know the one song and he would get like all the dumb girls at school to like him, you know, because he would sing Brian Adams, man. I I just remember when Stewie made that made the video for (laughs) for Brian. Get ready to feel Brian. Get ready to feel. (laughs) He's like walking down a street in the rain. And then it's like face melt or some crap like that. It's just, it makes no sense. So, so when we talk about this, there's a word we use nowadays when, when somebody's like overly attached, right? Clingy. Yeah. Clingy. That's a good one. You know, uh, puppy dog ish. Right. Uh, we also say, uh, codependent, right? 
Yeah. And so codependent relationships, we're starting to realize that like a lot of like films and other media that would romanticize codependency maybe had kind of the wrong idea, Mm. right? That maybe it isn't that romantic to say things like I would die for you. Right. Right. But that maybe this is not the example of a healthy relationship when we become like overly reliant on another person and we lose that sense of independence, you know, and this, and this kind of thing can happen at a table when we need constant reassurance, a very insecure GM, if they're not getting like a lot of, a lot of positive feedback Mm. might assume that everyone hates their game. Right. Whereas I don't know what that's like at all. (laughs) I don't, that's a completely foreign concept that uh, I'm having trouble even wrapping my brain around. And to be fair, there is a difference between like, okay, they should be giving you more feedback than they are. And they're just not um, sure. Versus like, they told me, man, I really enjoyed your game. And then you're like, oh, thanks. And then you're like, but how'd you really feel? Like, was there anything at all? But really what you're saying is tell me again. Tell me again. Yeah. Right. And it's in your fishing. And then that gets obnoxious, right? Because people recognize that. And then they don't really want to feed the bears anymore. Yeah. But because they don't want to feed the bears, now you're like, oh, now they hate my stuff again. Right. Yep. And so so that that can suck. Um, the, the GM didn't pay special attention to me or mm. it, this, this last session seemed to be very centric around my character, but now my character feels like it receded into the background, much like how uh, hope's character did during Ant-Man quantum mania. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Ant-Man and the wasp. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> can I just say, speaking of quantum mania, one of the parts in that movie that blew my mind was at the end when they put the title screen back up there. And I realized that the words Ant Man were literally right in quantum mania. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> totally yeah. caught me off. I remember guard. that too. And I felt, I felt stupid for not. I was like, <laughs> holy crap it was there the whole time it was there the whole time you you know what word is not in quantum mania wasp (laughs) and who's also not hardly in this movie um they really did her dirty anyway uh the here's some things that you might recognize from someone who is in who's anxious in a relationship Mm. um distrustful of partner and relationship Right. Like this person might see two people from the table talking to each other and assume that it's about them. Oh, right. Um, this person could be afraid of abandonment, rejection and conflict. Mm. Uh, this is something I've struggled with where I've been like, I don't want to have this conflict. So I want to avoid it if mm. I can. So I'm just going to deal. I'm just going to take it. And I'm just going to be patient because it'll be better next time. And it's like, not really. Mm. Right. So my anxiousness for me has has made me overly endure situations I didn't enjoy. Mm. Right. Um, And then there's sensitive to criticism and hungry for approval. And we've already talked about that. Um, Or it's also like in a romantic relationship, it would be like that person that's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, it's just like all the time. Yeah. You know, instead of just like letting the, the poor person be right. Like, you don't want to take a phrase like, I love you and kill it, right? That's terrible. That's a tragedy. So, you know, we we can do this a lot 
when we're talking about our characters, right? Like I see this a lot of times with my, with my students who are younger players, of course. And so they're like, well, my character, blah, 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 blah. And my character, blah, 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 blah. And what they're, what they're trying to do is to get you go, Oh, that's cool. Your character is so awesome. Yep. You know, and it's like, okay, was there anyone else at your table? Was there anyone else playing with you? Were they cool? You know, and that that's a lot more rare to hear someone say, hey, let me tell you what so and so did. It was so cool. Yeah. But if a kid ever says that, I almost immediately trust them more. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you are not completely self-centered. That's amazing. Mm. Uh, But it does come from that that hunger for approval. And I realize with these kids a lot of times that part of the reason why they're very hungry for approval is because they don't really get a lot at home. You know, Mm. they're not hearing those attaboys that you kind of need to hear sometimes, you know? Um, so, so you know, here's a question. If you're yeah. feeling, if you are feeling, if you are that person yeah, who's like, I really do kind of need that. How do you get it without asking for it or seeming needy? Like, or, or yeah. what, or what are you supposed to do about that? That is a very good question. Uh-huh. Anyway, the second one, <laughs> uh no i i think it's um i think that's a very good question of course and so what what do we always say as a piece of advice to literally everything right it's like talk to people yeah hey like what am i what here's how i'm feeling you know i feel very anxious because i really like this group a lot and i really like the story and characters but I always feel like I'm about an inch away from losing everything. You know, mm. I don't necessarily know why that is. Um, but, uh, you know, so it, it, I, I might need a little more reassurance sometime. Mm. And then I think the other part of it is just being willing to take the positive that you do here and just remember it. Maybe even yeah. write it down because we are very good about remembering every little negative and forgetting the positives. That's true. I I remember hearing back like God way back when I was a kid, I think. Um I think I was actually talking to our family therapist if I remember right. I mean God, it was so long ago. But whoever I was talking to had mentioned that in in our lives every everything that happens to us good or bad our life is basically like a blank vinyl record and everything that happens to us over the course of our lives make they make a groove in the record but the good things only make those shallow groups where the bad things tend to make the deep grooves. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, I think that's just part of our human nature, right? Like, yeah. Why is most news terrible and terrifying and filled with fear mongering? Cause that gets clicks that gets views. Right. Right. You know, the, you know, drama always does better than positivity. Yep. And, and which is terrible. And I think we as humans need to work on that. Yeah. And, you know, I think the way that we, we build ourselves into a more secure relationship is honestly through study and practice, just like any other skill, Mm. you know, and being able to do things like recognize positives and make notes of them and to resist the urge to text somebody, a wall of information in the middle of the night Mm. is, is probably a, a, a positive um but i want to jump into class number two which is the avoidant which is the opposite right mm. 
So can come across as aloof and emotionally detached tends to avoid intimacy. Cause again, this is more about relationships, but, mm-hmm. um, but moving on vulnerability and commitment, often spending time away from their partner. Mm. Uh, um, and so when we say like avoiding intimacy, let's say in this case, what we, what we mean is that vulnerability. What we mean is, you know, being close to somebody and being like real with people. Right. Mm. And, like really getting to know somebody because when we are in these gaming groups, usually we get together because of the game, right? Yeah. Because, because of the enjoyment of the game and maybe somebody is friends with somebody else and you got roped in because you have a mutual acquaintance, whatever. Right. And that's all how a lot of my friendships frankly started. Yeah. Was because I'm into this hobby. So the reason I know you is because of this hobby. The reason I know my wife is because of this hobby, mm. you know? Um, and by extension, Therefore, the reason I have children is because of this hobby, right? Yeah. Or at least as it has turned out, I should say. So anyway, when when we are uh, are detached and avoidant, have you ever met? And I know we already know the answer, but I want you to like think about it. Have you met the player that when it comes to the point of being honest and vulnerable, avoids it Mm. like always reverts to the thing that they always do in order to not sure you know and i'm and i'm thinking of specific names in my mind but like i've i've seen this so many times and and what's weird is that they can do it while playing a character that is like being vulnerable or at least they're pretending to be but the Mm -hmm. player themselves gets involved and can't do things like admit wrongdoing right Mm. or admit fallibility or flaw any of these things Mm. because that would be some sort of capitulation yeah okay an avoidant person would be overly rigid guarded and distant and comfortable with emotions and conflict and difficulty expressing needs and wants Mm. okay so because maybe this person has been hurt or maybe this person is just very introverted Right. Or maybe this person, um, you know, just isn't, you know, does not trust easily, let's say. And there's definitely a big role that trust plays at a table. Yeah. Right. If if we're not feeling emotionally connected and trusting of each other, like if you go to that table and you think to yourself, like, if I say the wrong thing, there's going to be conflict. Yeah. And we and we feel like we're walking on those eggshells. Not so good. No, it's not. Man, this this got very real. And <laughs> I'm like, like, tell a joke, Andrew. <laughs> oh, freaking a man! Like, well, I I even said overly rigid. You didn't jump right on that. <laughs> As we're talking about this stuff, I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm like, as you rattle these things off. I keep trying to like my brain just immediately goes to. Yep. That's me. Yep. That's me. Yep. That's me. Yep. 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 Just write down the freaking <laughs> list. Down the line. Like, well, you're in luck, please. Andrew, because class number three is anxious avoidant. <laughs> oh, terrific. <laughs> terrific. That's just well. <laughs> so the reason you might be feeling both is because guess what? You can. Hooray! Hooray! Isn't that great? Both? Why not both? Both. Let's okay. just let's just have both. So the anxious avoidant. This is a person that alternates between anxious and avoidant attachment. Simultaneously desires and distrusts intimacy with their partner, resulting in contradictory, inconsistent behavior. <laughs> Lord. 
<laughs> Are you okay, buddy? Do we need to pause? No, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. This person has a tendency towards emotional extremes, uh, difficulty maintaining healthy boundaries, prone to high conflict relationships. Hmm. That third one makes me think of somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I think that third one, that last point, prone to high conflict relationships. I don't know why, but I feel like I see this at tables a lot. Mm. Like there's almost always somebody who does not mind getting into a tussle with you. Yeah. Right? And everybody else is like, hey, maybe we don't need to do that. And so like whenever there's like this anxious avoidant person at the table, all the avoidant people are like, man, I want to get out of here. How do I get out of here as fast as I can? Yeah. Right. Uh, guys, uh, I just remembered I had a thing. I got to go early. Uh, bye. Yeah. Right. Or they just leave. You're like, uh, I have to go to the bathroom for three hours. Bye. Um, you know, the, the anxious person might be trying desperately in this situation to make sure everybody gets along. Right. Mm. Like, hey, I'm going to play peacemaker here. But really, you're just also terrified that this is going to result in escalation. Right. right. And therefore the breaking up of the group and gosh, darn it, it, how it's not easy for me to find a group and then to make sure that everyone has schedules that are going to line up. So you two are going to get along. <laughs> right. Or so help me or so help me. Right. So um, I think step one, let's be aware of these. Now let's go back to what a secure relationship looks like as to, to become our goal. Okay. Hmm. Engages in healthy relationships with good intimacy, communication, and autonomy. Autonomy is the key word there. Hmm. Okay. Expresses needs well, trusts their partner, and finds the relationship fulfilling. Hmm. They are committed to the relationship, but independent. Hmm. Okay. Hey, I love this group. I love to be a part of it, but I also don't necessarily need to be a part of it. Right. right? Like if push comes to shove, I'm not going to compromise who I am for this table. But if there's a way we can figure this out, let's try. Yeah. Okay. This person is attentive, affectionate, and accepting. Now, again, that that affectionate, you're like, okay, you're just reading off of a thing about romantic relationships. Well, still, like, look, did you buy the pizza? Yes or no? (laughs) Like, you can be affectionate in all kinds of ways. Like, absolutely. all, All that means is, you know, it's it's just showing love somehow mm-hmm. like you know Correct. giving someone that at a boy or you know a pat yep. on the back or a wow that was really cool or you know i like your idea or you know in or really, in your case just emotionally reacting to the moments presented oh my god yeah you know you yeah that was that was your jam right you need that yeah um you know the the third part of this is is where the the sort of mastery of this as a skill applies right which is the ability to handle and resolve conflict Mm. easier said than done yeah right because if we can handle conflict if we can face it and then deal you know we are definitely happier as a result of being able to do that but man how do you resolve those difficult conflicts, right? Once the drama at the table has happened, what do we do? So I want to relate a story. Um, I think you were present for this game, I want to say. Um, it was back when we were in college. 
Mm-hmm. And you and I were involved in a uh, Ravenloft game. Yep. And you, I'm sure this will pop right into your mind. Uh, we had a player who was doing typical rogue things, right? Right. And and being particularly difficult to get along with and like wouldn't go along with the quests or anything else. Well, I was a high enough level cleric and I was also inexperienced enough that I made a big boo-boo. Okay. Yep. And what did I do? You remember? You basically tried to use a control like a uh, I think it might have been dominate person on that character. You tried yeah, to basically I, force them to do what correct you thought they ought to do. Yeah, I used Gaius on them. That's what right? it was. Yeah. And then she got upset. She threw her paper at me and said, well, you just play my character. then, Right. And went into the bathroom and cried. Right. Yeah. And like I, I tell that story is like definitely that was a cringe moment for me as a player. Mm. Pro tip, kids do not cast mind control spells on your fellow players. Right. Or any sort of compulsory thing. Right. Don't do it. Not cool. Do not roll to seduce. No, nobody likes that. Right. And I was just trying to get her to like do the quest. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because I, you know, you know me, I get impatient. I want to move along a bit, a bit. (laughs) He said with some withdrawn (laughs) emotion. But in, in, in our defense, you know, my defense, I guess I should say, you know, we, we talked it over. I went over through her boyfriend because she was at a bathroom that was weird. You right. Know, like, but did my best to be able to like to talk and say, hey, I screwed up. I did a thing that was wrong. I, here's what I wanted. But here is how I try to get what I wanted. And I see now why it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not a thing I'm going to do again. And we were able to resolve that conflict and move. On. And Good. we actually did. That was actually an example of one of the few games that, you know, was finished, like had a the end moment. Mm. Right. And so you can go from this kind of conflict in these games and get to that the end moment. Yeah. You know, it is doable to, to solve these problems, but we have to be equipped with the right tools. Right. We have to have that that level of maturity and empathy for each other. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, man, I, I mean, I'll I'll get real here for a second. Um, I I grew up in a family situation that was very, very dysfunctional, um, and what kind of sucked was. Like it's, it's weird to think about because it's one of those situations where I look at like my childhood, I look at like the financial situation our family was in, I look at the neighborhood I grew up in and things like that. And it wasn't all that bad. Like you definitely hear about people growing up in far worse situations. And, you know, as all, as, as things went, like I lived an okay life, but yeah, our, my family, we just, we communicated through yelling. Like mm-hmm. it was to the, it was to the point where on any given day, 
if 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 I'd have a friend over, I knew that they would hear some yelling fight happen at some point while they were over. You knew it was going to happen. And sometimes it was with me. And and that's not fun. And you just you're screaming at each other all the time. And it was, and what's more is like, I never doubted that, you know, that my parents loved us, you know, they, it was, um, it was just always tense. You were always on the defensive. You were always just, waiting for whatever's going to be next. And, and that's still, you know, I think a lot of that carries with me even to this day where Mm -hmm. like, I, I hate conflict. I hate Mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and I get super defensive. Like that's one of the reasons that I, like I've said it here before, like I have a, freaking hard time with feedback because when I was a kid, like anytime anybody was saying anything to me, it was very rarely positive. Or if it was positive, it was this kind of placating positivity that you just kind of say to a kid Mm. that doesn't seem like it has much thought behind it. Like I'd talk to people about things I'm interested in and that I want to get people excited about. Maybe you know, hoping against hope that maybe they'll want to come be excited about it with me and participate Mm. with me. And instead they kind of just give me this kind of hand wavy. Yeah, that's great. You know, you go do your thing alone. Yeah, And it's like you. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, okay. And, and that's been something that I, I don't know that I've ever, really gotten past it and i don't know that i even really know how to get past it um but yeah that yeah i definitely don't have a fortune cookie answer to like quickly fix that obviously you know otherwise it would have been done and that's like that's not what we're here to do either no of course not yeah yeah we're 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 ultimately not trained therapists but i will say (laughs) This comes from therapistaid.com. Mm. So, and this, this uh, website has like a billion useful little worksheets mm. for various things that, that I share with students because they need this stuff all the time. Mm. And, um, but there is a little like section here at the bottom where it gives us some additional info. And a lot of it is stuff that you just related. Mm. Right. So this relates directly to to what you were saying. So the first point is most people have a primary attachment style, but it's common to have some traits from other styles. Sure. Second one, early parenting, childhood events and adult experiences all play a role in determining attachment style. Mm. Sound familiar? (laughs) Yeah, a bit. Third, people with insecure attachment become more secure by adopting new beliefs and behaviors. Now, let, I can tell you that is one I relate to very strongly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I could have guessed that one for sure. <laughs> you could have guessed that one. Yeah. You know, uh, 
my my life did not start with yelling. We generally had peace at home. But the reason that we had that peace at home was because of the strict hierarchy that was baked into our culture. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, w- I, I was, I grew up in, let's call it a high demand religion. Yeah. Right. And be- because of that, my father was the, was the final word on all things. Oh, definitely. Right. And whether he was right or not, it made no difference. Right. And because like, because he was right. Cause he even was if the he authority. Thought you were right. He's, he's right. He's right. Yeah. Okay. Which means there's not a lot of conflict. <laughs> so, there's also not a lot of discussion. Correct. Right. And which so, is to say there's no discussion. <laughs> yeah. And well, and the thing that would, that would often irritate him quite a lot would be, you know, uh, me trying to bring in, you know, like a, an argument, right? Yeah. Because for him, it, you know, religion aside, just the way he grew up, like, like you just didn't question your father. Right. Right. And so like the, the very idea was, was like, Oh, thou shalt not do this. Um, by the way, I, I do want to say I didn't exactly have it terribly. My my parents are great. I love my parents very much, mm. um, you know, and and I and I love my dad. He's a great mm. guy. Right. But that definitely shapes that um, later on in life when I was able to abandon those beliefs. And really kind of discover what I myself was about without those things, I became much more secure in myself and in my relationships. Right. I mean, I was definitely very anxious when it came to my relationship with my girlfriend who would become my wife. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think both of us over time have become much more secure Mm. Where, you know, we, we are not doing the, the poetry jams at each other, right? We are, but we are very comfortable in our honesty and our openness with each other in a way that I never thought we would ever experience. Huh. And, um, despite all of my early upbringing, leaving those beliefs has created more happiness than I ever thought possible. Wow. So just abandon everything your parents told you. (laughs) Uh, You know, that is terrible advice, but (laughs) you know, what's funny is that it, in a lot of ways, it sometimes feels like, like I'm the only one who's stuck with the, 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 the faith of your fathers. Yeah. Like my, my parents have both gone their own separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they both believe very different things than they, than they used to, than they taught me. My, my but brothers you held on to those things. My brothers dropped it all. My brothers yeah. couldn't, couldn't have freaking left that behind quick enough but Mm -hmm. but i 
I still have it and I still hold on to it. Um, and it's, and it's a weird feeling like it's like, it's like, I don't know that I've ever tried to describe this before, but it's like, like being on a, on a raft out at sea and everyone who was with you you're on there with other people yeah and they managed to get off the raft but leave without you somehow and and then you just find yourself sitting on this raft alone going i feel like this is where i'm supposed to be and this is where i need to be but everyone else apparently thought otherwise and they all mm-hmm. bounced. So, so you're sitting there feeling like on the one hand, I'm committed and trying to hold firm to what I believe. I don't want to flake on that. Like that's important to me, but at the same time, if everyone around you is just deserted, then am I crazy? Like, am I, you know, you look around and go, everyone else apparently thought the sensible thing to do was to freaking bounce. And they, and here I am. Am I, am I insane? Am I, you know, and, and there's not even anyone sitting there to you know clearly everyone else thought that going a different way was the better idea so what does that mean for me you know and I don't don't know know. I don't know but that sounds very lonely and frustrating yeah I guess it is What I tell um, you, everybody, a broken episode, a freaking broken, broken episode, episode of inspiration, the prophetic words. Oh, my God. And any, you know, if uh, you believe a certain thing, you're covered here on inspiration point. Yeah, because <laughs> one of us is probably going to agree with you. That's the truth. Um, That's the truth. You know, and. I think. uh we we all are still like I don't know about you, but like when I go to my parents' house, I I sometimes feel um like I become a little bit more childlike again. Oh right. My my mom my mom stays up here with us more yeah. often than not. And there yeah. are there are often times where like she's I, mom again, right? I won't I won't get in her face. But there are some times where she, you know, she'll start telling me what to do or start maybe offering her opinion very freely. And <laughs> when, when, when not <laughs> asked for. <laughs> yeah. And, and unsolicited opinion. And, you know, I, I know she's always coming from a good place. She's always, you know, she's just yeah, trying she's just to help. Doing she's what comes natural to her. And, right. And, 
you know, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I do catch myself like getting real mad and, you know, and snapping and going like, look, like I'm not 12 anymore. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, when you were a parent, you got to do what you thought was best by us as kids. And, you know, and you told me, oh, when you're grown up, you get to, you can make your own decision, right? And, and it's, and, and she's, she's always respectful of that, but there are, there are just times where like it, it'll pop up and, and like, even if your relationship with your parents are good, like, you know, like even my kids now, like they're four and six and I'm already like looking at them and going, they're going to be a lot bigger one day, Yeah, but but I'm never, you're never going to forget who you are to them and who they are to you. Like, you know, they're, they're my kids and they'll always be my kids. And it's not like, oh, someday they're going to grow up to be, you know, in their 30s. And then all of a sudden their knowledge and experience will now be equal to mine. I will always be 30 years older than they are, (laughs) you know, and. And until we're super old and we're like, you know, 90 and and now they are in charge. right? Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness, right? And but hopefully by then they've figured something out. Yeah, um, like cryogenic freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me in the cooler and wake me up when everything's fixed. Andrew, Please. on this show we call it cone of cold. Ah, um, that's right. That's that's right. Put me in the in the cone of cold. See, see, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's an example of using avoidant behavior through humor. <laughs> oh man <laughs> um gotta laugh last to little, keep from crying yeah we laughed it so we don't cry La- last bullet point partners in a relationship can influence each other's attachment styles either negatively or positively mm. um and so when it comes to a table we are all partners essentially in this case okay I think something to, to to take away from this is that Andrew has a story and I have a story and our stories are very different, mm. you know, but by being cognizant of, of wanting one another's unique uh, experiences and struggles, you know, we're better able to frankly just get along. Yeah. Right. And I think that sometimes we assume that we're the only ones that had it rough, man. And, and it's like, Trust me, everybody had it rough in some fashion, right? Whether that was high expectations or not knowing where dinner was coming from, you know, there was, there was trauma, there was difficulty, and we bring all of that to the table. And the more that we get to know each other, the more potential that there is for drama to erupt and to occur. Yeah. So I think one of the key things is we need to know why these things might be occurring, check ourselves, 
and like, what is my rational thinking going into this? Can I point to real evidence where wrongdoing is happening? And then like, can I resolve that conflict or am I just going to try to either like snuff it out or like get away? Right. And maybe what's, what is informing that? So remember that the other person on the road, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we all have like road rage and we're always like, Oh, that person doesn't know how to drive. Right. Oh, totally. It's like, Cause they don't dude, like, like literally everybody <laughs> else out there has a years of life to tell a story with. Mm. Right. And what they perceive in that moment is colored by all of those factors. Yeah. Right. So let's, let's do this. Let's give each other some grace and let's be open and communicative as much as we can be, be open to conflict resolution. Hmm. You know, and, and if nothing else, let's just communicate. But sometimes despite our best efforts, you just have to leave. Mm. Sometimes the table just isn't for you. Right. Yeah. Or sometimes you have to tell somebody, I don't think you should come anymore. And that is, that's hard, man. That's hard for everybody involved. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're all just, you know, people and yeah, we're doing our, our best to get along. But I think if we can remember that we are all people, um, we stand a much better chance at being able to resolve. So what I'm saying, Andrew, is the secret ingredient is love. That is correct. I know. That's our brand, baby. That is our brand, indeed. Huh. Hopefully, uh, people find it helpful. Um, and if again you you want more little easy to consume worksheets, uh, therapistaid.com uh, is where I got this information from, and uh, I think it's applicable to lots of things. Tables are volatile things. Sometimes that, so. that <laughs> I want to see that in a furniture commercial <laughs> just <laughs> tables, freaking exploding, just blows jumping up, up un- like freaking turning into transformers and like <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy tables are volatile thing. That but reminds here, me of that. <laughs> here are tables are quiet, mellow. <laughs> Our tables tables. do not explode. We can 100% guarantee, you know, because we can't lie by law. By law. I can can 100% guarantee these are non-exploding tables at no additional cost to you. Unlike our competitors, (laughs) and they don't actually specify. Are you insinuating our tables explode? Hey, 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 hey. I didn't say you were the competitor. I can neither confirm nor deny nor that deny. your furniture def- definitely blows up. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. 
Oh now my. that people have no idea what the tone of this show is supposed to be, I don't why have don't you an wrap idea. it up? I don't know what the tone of this show is supposed to be. Um, everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for thank you for being with us. Thank you for loving us enough to sit through whatever the hell this was. Um, and I hope that it made the rest of you think as much as it made me think. Um, I was not ready for this, but it, <laughs> it was, it was remember always ambush your friends. With the oh, oh my God. That's, that's, that's all that happens with me anymore. Um, so I just hope that all of you out there know how much we appreciate all of you, our patrons. We appreciate you guys. Oh, so much. Um, and I hope that anyone out there who is not a patron of the show, if you find this helpful, one. enlightening, please stop on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash inspiration point and support the show. You know, show us, show us a little love that way. And if you can't afford to do that, that's completely fine. Word of mouth, baby. Share it. Talk to your friends friends tell people about the show send them our way because you know it when when we were when we were going into this i don't know if we've ever actually said this but going into this um my only hope at the very least was was that at least one person out there somebody somewhere would hear what we've got to say and and realize that they had never considered it that way and that having listened to this show might change their 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 interaction with the hobby their approach to playing the game or or even or even their life for the better and and if that has happened, which given our our little Patreon Discord, I think it at least has done that. Um I think I think this show has been a success. And but I want it to keep going. I want I want more people to to find this show and hopefully realize oh, you know, we can, I can come at this from a different direction and that there's, there is a good way to do this. Um, cause these, you know, the difficulties that we're, that we're talking about and that we encounter, you know, like, like you said, Adam, like it's not just you, you know, like, when I was when I was in college, one of the things that I learned very quickly was uh, I was told, like, if you have a question, ask the question, because chances are there are like a half dozen more people in the class that are too afraid to actually ask the question, but they're thinking the same thing you are. So. You know, 
that that carries over into like it's so easy when it comes to life stuff or the way that we interact with the hobby to to feel like like your the problems that you're facing are unique to you especially if the people you're looking at around you seem like they've got their acts together because that's that happens to me all the time like you look at all the people around you and go they seem like they're doing just fine they're just people too and i really hope that uh that this is bringing some good to your life whoever you are um and i hope you can share it with other folks so <sighs> anyway all that being said i hope that you folks enjoyed this got some laughs had some thinks and well until next time stay inspired bye